to the other side, some people gathered unto him, and he was nigh unto the sea. And behold, there comes one of the ruler, one, rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet. And he besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lies at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay hands on her, that she may be healed, and she shall live. And Jesus went with him, and much people followed him and thronged him. Now let's skip down uh, to verse 35. Now we know in between this time there's this woman with an issue of blood. She comes in, she interrupts their trip to Jairus' house, and she receives her miracle. She was a stubborn faith person. She pressed through the crowd. You know, she wasn't even supposed to be out there, but she was going to get her miracle that day. Amen. But look what happened here in verse 34, or... Verse 35, while he yet spake, there came from the ruler of the synagogue's house certain which said, your daughter is dead. Why trouble you the master any further? So Jairus was believing for his miracle. His miracle was on its way. <laughs> and then people came in and said, what you doing that for, man? You don't need to do that no more. So Jairus could have just yielded to what those people were saying. But you got to have a certain something in you. That says, I'm not going to just, I'm not just going to accept the natural report as the, as the final authority, right? And Jesus helped him out and said, as soon as he heard the word that was spoken, he said to the ruler of synagogues, be not afraid, only believe. And he suffered no man to follow him, say Peter and James and John and the brother of James. Let me tell you why Jesus did this. Jesus didn't want anybody around him that was going to hinder what the vision that he had set forth to do, the plan that he had for, to do, the faith that he was operating in. And see, sometimes you got to leave some people behind. Not being mean, not being unloving, but you got to have a certain stubbornness about your faith that if you ain't going to talk like I'm going to talk, you ain't going to believe like I'm going to believe. I love you from afar. You stay right here. I'm going to go on. I'm, we're going to go on. Okay? So that's what, that's what Jesus was doing. Then he came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue. And he see the tumult, and them that wept, and wailed greatly. Now, y'all know God is love. Jesus is the express image of God. He only did what he saw the Father do. He only said what he heard the Father saying. So this loving, loving Jesus just went around and hugged them all, right? And <laughs> all right, what did he do? He came in. He said, he said to them, why are you doing all this crying? She ain't dead. She just sleeping. And they laughed at him, but he put them all out. <laughs> Get out of here. I don't need you. You go. You, you got to go. Uh, you crying too, go ahead. This is just God. This is Jesus, right? <laughs> Loving Jesus. And when he put them all out, he takes the father and the mother of the damsel, and them that were with him entered to the dam where the damsel was lying. He took her by her hand, said to her, Talitha Kumi, which is being interpreted damsel, I say unto you, arise, and right away she received. She was healed, right? And she got something to eat. <laughs> we went and saw a movie, uh, gosh, a couple months ago maybe, uh, called Breakthrough. I don't know if anybody saw it. It was, about a, it was a, based on a true story about this kid that fell through ice um, and how his mother stood for his miracle, all right? Um, in the movie, they portrayed his mother as a mean lady. I mean, she, 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 she was stubborn. But we watched the interview of this woman. She was a faith woman. 
<laughs> I don't believe she was, I don't believe they didn't know how to portray her because she was kicking people out of the hospital. You know, she was telling the doctors, you ain't going to talk like that on my baby. You're going to do my job, do your job and help him get better, you know. But they portrayed her as a mean person. I just believe she was a faith person that wasn't going to allow anybody to say anything contrary to what she had released her faith on for her baby to be all right. All right. So people, people don't realize there comes a, a time when you got to be stubborn. Y'all know about Bartimaeus? We call him blind Bartimaeus, but he wasn't blind <laughs> after we read about him because he, he heard Jesus was coming by. He started crying out, Jesus! Right? Son of David, have mercy on me. Everybody come to him, man, you better shut up, man. What's wrong with you, you blind man? Get it, get it. And so the Bible says he got even louder. He got stubborn. No, forget that. Jesus! <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So, yeah. So, um, my family, like I said, we, we had a rough go of it, especially at the beginning. Uh, many, many times, no, nothing in the refrigerator. Nothing. Nothing. Antoine got the worst of it because he was the youngest one. I mean, I'm just telling you. These boys, they ain't, they ain't seen it like, the, like he did. Um, but, you know, y'all might, this might be worse for y'all to have no electric in the summertime. I mean, the sun hit. But we had, we had none in the, in the wintertime. It was snowing outside. Talking about how, we'll see how quick you can take a shower when the pipe's freezing cold. There's snow outside, single digits. And then you get out and it's still cold when you got one, you, you trying to heat, heat. <laughs> it wasn't the electric, it was the gas. We had gas water and gas stove. And uh, so the water was out, gas heat, but we did have electric because we did have a space heater and we put space heaters in one room. And as we all lived in that one room until we could play that gas bill. But uh, some of y'all know we've been evicted, gosh, five times, six times, uh, kicked out a couple other times, you know, because when you get evicted, you go, they take you to court and all that, but there's other times where they just tell you you got to get out, you know. <laughs> so we went through all that, and, uh, but we debt free today, hallelujah. <laughs> and uh, thank you, Lord, praise God. And, uh, and living in abundance, amen, increasing, increasing, increasing. And you know you got to learn how to do that, too. If you if you used to not having, you got to learn how to have. But, um, but several years, uh, I never really talked much about it, you know. Um, but I guess God is kind of releasing me to talk about it a little bit more now. And so I did a song called Headstrong. It's just about that. I want to minister that before I get into today's message. Amen? Amen. So I'm going to switch microphones here. Praise you, Lord. All right. Go ahead and play that thing. Yeah. The world didn't give me this joy, so it can't take it. The enemy is telling me that I ain't going to make it. But with the word of God, I cast down imaginations. That's a lie. And it's dead wrong. Faith has made me headstrong. Because my God, the headstrong. Jesus Christ, the cornerstone that our house was built on. Now I'm shaming guilt gone. Renew mind, victorious, a new creation. Thank God that I'm headstrong. Faith has made me headstrong. Lord Jesus, the headstrong. Word of God's the cornerstone. Our testimonies built on. Now I'm shaming guilt gone. We're debt free. Living in abundance. Paymasters, yes. 
If you snooze, you lose by default. But I will never be bought or lured to sleep by debt, cause I don't feel the brunt of the cost. Laugh now and cry later. Don't let MasterCard enslave you. You wanna make your money, gotta go to school. You still paying 20 years later. See that house and car you drew? Take a loan and think that you cool. You just play the fool. They enslaving dudes for they 40 acres and mule. And you can't serve two masters, but that's the only way that they taught us how. But when I came to the master, he showed me the truth and he brought me out. But that system wants to remind me. If you don't have credit, then you can't get it. I say, Satan, get thee behind me, cause you not my Lord and I'm hard headed. And Jesus Christ is my rock. I invest in him like he stock. So if the market crash to us can't corrupt it and the value of it won't drop. But that goes against your grain. But I'm staying in my lane, cause this road I pray, believe, I receive. So I thank the Lord that it came and I just roll on. The devil said that we would never make it. We cast down that imagination. He's a lie and he's dead wrong. Faith has made us headstrong. Cause my God, the headstrong. Jesus Christ, the cornerstone. That our house is built on. Now I'm shaming you. Renew mind, victorious, a new creation. Thank God that I'm headstrong. Faith has made me headstrong. Jesus Christ, the headstrong. Jesus Christ, the cornerstone. Our testimonies built on. Now I'm shaming guilt gone. The borrower is serving to lender. I don't know how to be a pretender. So when I see truth like this in scripture, I have to humble myself and surrender. So I had to fight tooth and nail to get my family off that system. Through times of lack in poverty and every single one of them curse symptoms, I look crazy. Having my babies eating on rice and beans and them flour cakes. But I know my God don't make mistakes. So a situation don't dictate my fate. Like when we got evicted and then many times we got kicked out. And I was in the word, but still I had to put up with the devil yapping his big mouth. Now I'm punching him in his real boy, for real. Boy, he's been shut up. He used to roar at me like a lion. Now he's a whip pup with his tail tucked. Cause we debt free, but not by ourselves. We came out with the Lord's help. And he's not a respecter of persons. And I say that to encourage somebody else. And I'm thankful for my wife. Cause our rings was 90 days, same as cash. But she stuffed through me with a hard time. Talk about it, and we can laugh. And the devil tried to tell us that we would never make it. But we cast down those imaginations. He's a lie, and he's dead wrong. Faith has made me headstrong. Cause my God the Jesus Christ the cornerstone That our house is built on Now I'm shaming guilt gone Renew mind victorious A new creation Thank God that I'm headstrong Faith has made me headstrong Word of God's the cornerstone, our testimonies built on. Now all shame and guilt gone. We debt free, living in abundance. Pay masters, praise God. Give God a shot if you headstrong. Give God a shot if you victorious. Hallelujah. No matter what it look like. Yeah. I thank God that I'm headstrong. The headstrong. The headstrong. The word of God's the cornerstone. Our testimonies built on. Now I'm shaming guilt gone. We debt free. Living in abundance. Pay masters. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Pastor John, they had me laughing, but our rings was 90 days, same as cash. We was going to get married down, we got married in uh, Gatlinburg, Tennessee, and we was leaving the house and didn't have our rings yet. So we stopped at the place, she, she stopped. I didn't, know we, I didn't know we had the rings till we stood there and Pastor Philip was marrying us. I just thought we didn't have the rings, you know. 
but she stopped at a place and got them rings 90 days, same as cash. Now, listen. Listen. God helped us. We paid them in 90 days, but there's, how many know there's a higher way? There's a higher way. Praise God. <laughs> and now, when we, got, when we got there and we got married, if this hadn't happened, we, 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 we had already made plans on our, you know, honeymoon. We spent some time in Gatlinburg, and then we went down to Orlando. Um, but when we got married, we got married at a marriage conference. And uh, so we thought, what better way to start our, our, our marriage than get married on the first day of the conference and then spend the rest of the time there, you know, learning about how to be successful in marriage. And so uh, after he pronounced us husband and wife, he said to everybody that was there, all right, now y'all bless them. And everybody came up and gave, gave them to us and, and sold seed. And if that hadn't happened, we wouldn't have had a honeymoon. Amen. <laughs> but that got us down to Orlando and back. Amen. <laughs> but. <laughs> yeah, but God is faithful. Amen. Y'all ready for this word? All right, go to Mark chapter 11. Hallelujah. Mark chapter 11. Y'all mind to stand up on this one? Mark chapter 11. We're going to read verses 12 through 14. If you can put those on the screen, we'll read it together. <clears throat> Ready? Read. And on the morrow, when they came from Bethany, he was hungry. And seeing a fig tree afar off, having leaves, he came, if happily, might find anything thereon. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for the times of figs was not yet. And Jesus answered and said unto it, No man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. And his disciples heard it. Amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> Verse 14 said, Jesus answered and said unto it. Now, I may not be the sharpest tool in the shed, but I know you don't answer something. If I just come up to, to, <laughs> to brother and say, like I was saying, or absolutely, man, you'd be like, what you talking <laughs> I ain't asking. <laughs> if you want to, that's fine. <laughs> now, Jesus answered, Jesus answered. Because that, that situation was trying to talk to him. That fig tree was talking to him. Y'all know y'all have situations that try to talk to you. Natural situations. Now, like I'm saying, in our lack, financial lack was our big thing. But it might be a family situation for you. It might be a health situation for you. It might be an employment situation for you. It, whatever it is. You know, they try, they try to talk to you. Y'all know bills that try to talk to you. <laughs> you know. Vehicle trying to talk to you? I'm just saying. So things, they, they, situations will try to talk to you. And Jesus had a situation here. He was hungry. He saw the fig tree, right? He walked up to it, expecting, obviously expecting. And that fig tree said, you ain't about to get nothing from here. <laughs> so Jesus answered. Listen, he responded. If you can look that up in the Greek, it's the, the word there. For answers is a response, okay? And he talked back to the tree. 
Now, you know when somebody, like, if you're a parent and you tell your kids, don't talk back to me. Because talking back is a form of rebellion. It's a, you know, you got, sometimes you got to rebel against situations and circumstances in your life and talk back to them. So Jesus talked back to that fig tree and he said to it, in the Greek, that, that, that part that he said, said, no further, no longer, no more. This is the end for you. Nobody's going to eat fruit from you forever. Right? So Jesus confronted with his faith the fig tree. Now, if we go down. Oh, man, I ain't in Mark 11. Look at verse 20. And in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, calling to remembrance, said unto him, Master, behold, the fig tree which you cursed is withered away. And Jesus answering said unto him, Have faith in God. For verily I say to you that whatever, whoever shall say to this mountain be removed and be cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatever he says. So Jesus, as our example right here, is telling us any situation in your life that's trying to rise up against you and trying to tell you you can't, trying to tell you you want, you have the same authority to say to it, to say to that situation, to that circumstance. And that's what Jesus did with this fig tree. That's the example he gave on this mountain. And I'm here to tell you faith is confrontational. See, some people don't like confrontation. I, I, I said this to my, my wife. She would rather not have a confrontational moment. She'll do everything in her power to avoid it. You see what I'm saying? Now, everybody, you got sometimes you just got to confront things. You got to confront things. But there are some people that don't like the feeling of what it feels like to be in a confrontation. You understand what I'm saying? But I'm here to tell you that when you are going to walk in victory in faith, there's times you're going to have to confront some stuff. Confront it. I'm talking about the devil is telling you one thing. You can feel it. It's already in the atmosphere, whether you want to acknowledge it or not. Lack has a feeling to it. Pain has a feeling to it. Your kids running wild has a feeling to it. It's already, it's already there. It's just a matter of are you going to stand up and deal with it. So let's, let's look at the definition of com- confront. Confront. Praise you, Jesus. To confront is to stand face to face in full view. To face, to stand in front of, to stand in direct opposition to, and to oppose. So let me say it again. To stand face to face. Look, stand up, minister. Hey, man, you been calling my sister, man? Look, look, she told you she ain't want to be with you no more. So you call her again, you're going to get an answer you don't want. You see what I'm saying? You understand what I'm saying? Face to face. Face to face to confront a situation. I'm sorry. <laughs> look, I probably was smiling while I did it. <laughs> <laughs> no! 
No, sometimes you got to stand and oppose things, confront things. And see, a lot of times, uh, I intended on going here later on, but let's go on to Romans chapter uh, 4 real quick. Because a lot of times people get things mixed up. And... Uh, And how they believe. Mm -hmm. Romans chapter 4. <clears throat> Let's read verse 17. Talking about Abraham. It says, as it is written, I've made thee a father of many nations. Now, y'all know he changed his name from Abram to Abraham. Before he had children, he called him a father of many. And it gives us a key here how God operates. Uh, as it's written, I've made thee a father of many nations before him whom he, whom he believed, even God, who quickens or makes alive the dead and calls those things which be not as though they were. All right, so some people get this mixed up. It did not say that you ignore things or call, it says you call the thing that is as if it wasn't. The thing, I'm sorry, you call the thing that be not as though it is. You don't call the thing that is as if it's not. No, I ain't got no pain. I ain't got no pain. No, the Bible don't say do that. The Bible says I'm healed in Jesus' name. My knee is healed. I'm not going to ignore that I got bills. You see what I'm saying? You ain't going to just take the bill and throw it in the trash. Right? Because if you, if you, no, I don't want nobody nothing. I don't want nobody nothing. Then you, you, you call them for some trouble. So what God will do is say, this bill is paid in full in Jesus' name. God supplies all my needs according to his riches and glory. God, I thank you. You make all grace. Your ability comes on me. To, I don't have the ability to pay it, but you make all grace abound to me, towards me. I always have all sufficiency for all things. I thank you, Lord, that bill is paid. I give you praise. I thank you for it. See, by acknowledging, you, you acknowledge the situation and confront it. Not, a, not try to deny it, it's, it's there. I don't see it. No, I don't see that. I don't see that. It's not really going on. Now, I didn't see them pictures of my kid on Facebook doing that, doing this. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to receive that. My baby, no, that's not my. Now, I'm not telling you got to sit there and look at stuff that's contrary to how you believe in, you know. I, I stay away from certain people that I'm believing for their salvation because I don't want to know. People want to tell me about what's going on. You heard what's going on. I don't, I don't even want to know because I'm, I'm standing on this. You see what I'm saying? Because I already know that they ain't where they need to be. I don't need to know every little detail about it. You understand what I'm saying? But at the same time, you can't deny that it's there, right? So let me read a couple of things. Jesus took authority over that fig tree. This is the thing about authority. Authority, the fact that there is authority implies that there's more than one party. That's right. So I can't have authority over another person or over, over a situation if, if it's just me. It has to be something else there for me to have authority over. And it also implies that one party has power over the other, has power or influence over the other party. So for us to walk in our authority, 
we have to acknowledge that there's another party there, right? So just the fact that we are walking in authority means that we have, there's times when you have authority that you got to confront things. As a parent, there's times you got to confront things, right? If you, if you are a supervisor at work, you got people to work for you, you got, sometimes you got to confront things in your place of authority, right? So let me, let me read this. Faith does not deny natural facts. Faith confronts natural facts with the truth of God's word. Faith does not avoid or run from challenges. Faith stands face to face with challenges and opposes what's contrary to God's will. Faith is not afraid of anything or anybody. You're not going to be a coward. You're not going to be a coward and have victory in your life. You're not going to be a coward and have victory in your life. Listen, man, you're not going to be a coward. I'm talking about spiritually and, and have victory in your life. If you're not willing to, to go through those pressure moments, listen, when you, you, if you're not willing to go through those pressure moments in a stand of faith and just going to just, because I, I can relate to finances more than anything else. There's financial pressure. If you're not willing to stand your ground and confront the situation, you'll be at the bank borrowing money. You'll go get a new credit card because it's going to appease the moment of pressure. But you're not going to have the, the storm before the calm. You got, you, got, you, got to, you, got to, you got to sometimes have that storm to see the calm. You got to be willing to go through the time of tribulation for the peace to come. And see, what we do a lot of times is we dread that part of it. You know, you, you believe, like right, right now, at, back home, we're building a building. Okay, praise God. And you, you see the end from the beginning. It's built. It paid in full, debt-free. There may, there may, in the midst of that, come a time where there's a delay. You see what I'm saying? Or something happens in, in the midst of that process. And it, those are the moments that you don't look forward to, but you understand that sometimes they happen. You know, like she was just talking about you order these supplies that wasn't what you needed or whatever. You know, and, and sometimes time crunches may cause the pressure. You know what I'm saying? All kinds of things may cause the, that pressure. But when you are, if you believe in God for a healing, you know there's times you're going you're gonna to hear a report contrary to what you wanted. You went back to your first checkup. Or you already found out, you already found out the diagnosis. You've been believing for two weeks and you got to go back again. And you go back in two weeks, you expect them, they're going to tell you it's gone. They tell you it got worse. Does that mean it's not working? Does that mean it's the end? You still got to stand your ground. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Y'all know sometimes, sometimes when people get saved, right before they get saved, they get the wildest. Sometimes it's the rowdiest ones that's the most prime. Because they know that, they, you know, bees, they sting people the most right before they, they, about, to, they about to die. <laughs> they got that last little something in them, that last little kick in them. And so they go around stinging people. And I'm saying sometimes, sometimes people before they get saved, you believe in God for Uncle Jimmy. And sometimes before Uncle Jimmy gets saved, it's like he running wilder than ever before. Cutting, acting up. Does that mean that, that your prayer ain't working for Uncle Jimmy? No. All right. Uncle Jimmy. 
All right, so faith does not deny natural facts. Faith confronts natural facts with the word of God. So we know what happened in Genesis chapter 1, right? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and it was void. Darkness was upon the face of the deep. And God said, man, there's dark in the mug out here. <laughs> no. He said, light be and light was. He's, the natural situation of what was there, he spoke the end from the beginning. He declared the end result. He declared this is what's going to happen. He didn't just tell it like it is. See, so you know sometimes people they just want to tell it like it is. I'm just telling it like it is. That's not faith. Unless you're telling it like it is. Now, I ain't talking about the natural. This is, this, this is true. You had to confront the facts, the natural fact, the natural fact against the truth. So it might be a fact that your kid is out there on drugs. Fact. But the truth is, they on fire for God, serving him, fulfilling purpose and destiny. You understand what I'm saying? Let's go to Ephesians chapter 6. I want to show y'all by the scripture that sometimes you got to, you got to uh, rise up in your identity in Christ. Let God's word that's in you come to the forefront and confront situations. I said I'm here to help somebody. Uh, Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10 said, finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God. Armor. Armor. Why do you need armor? <laughs> Why do you need armor? You don't put on shoulder pads and knee pads and stuff to play golf. Because you're going to be running up against somebody when you play against playing football, so you put on pads. You put on protection. Why you need armor? You about to fight. You about to fight. We talking about your crib. We people every day, I put my feet on my feet, child, you know. You know, people do it every morning and don't realize that they're going into war. Now, listen, let's, let's, let's continue to read. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles or the tricks of the devil. For we wrestle. 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 <laughs> wrestle. Listen, man, y'all got to understand these words that, we, that, that are being used here. It's, it's definitely involving more than one person or, or, or more than one party. It's in talking about some kind of conflict, confrontation, right? We wrestle not against flesh and blood. So some of y'all can get free right there but against principalities and against powers and against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Your situation or circumstance and your challenge might involve some people, but they're not the source of it. You got to, you got to realize that. You got to, you got to hate that situation or hate the, the thing that, that, that they're saying or that they're doing, but realize it's not them. It's the devil, those principalities, powers that's behind that, right? Wherefore, taking on you the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand, uh, you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. All right, let's go over to Corinthians. 
2 Corinthians. Because some people, I, I mean, what do you mean you head strong? <laughs> you saying you stubborn? You don't listen to people? Well, it depends. <laughs> what the person's saying. Is what they're saying, uh, <laughs> what they saying, if, they, if they're saying, if, if what, what I'm being told or, or, or being pressured into or being counseled is contrary to this, I'm going to be stubborn. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. You know, there was one time, because, I, see, this only happens when you know who you are in Christ Jesus. I would just man some money. And, you know, the Bible says borrow a servant to the lender. You know, when you owe somebody something, they, they have a level of authority over you. But this man, he was kicking us out, and he was telling me I'm going to give him my tax papers and all this. I said, I'm not doing that. I told you I was going to give you your money. And listen, let me tell you all this. Every single time we got evicted, every time we got kicked out, I went back and paid every dime that I owed every person. I didn't just leave. Now, sometimes it took a couple years later. And sometimes some folk were surprised to see us. <laughs> but, but, but we always went back and, and, and because I, I, and when I used to pray, I said, God, I signed this piece of paper. And I ask you to help me when I sign this piece of paper. And it's my word right here. And that bothered me more than anything else. My word said, I, I told them people I was going to do, I was going to pay them every month on the, on the first, between the first and the fifth. I told them I was going to, that, that's where I was at. Because my integrity on that, Mattered more to me than, than, you know, it was hard. It was hard moving them out. But, but my integrity was more on the line. And so that's why I always went back. I always went back and paid them folk their money. And God has always been faithful to help me do that. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Second Corinthians chapter 10. But there was that one time that man, he was telling me I was going to give him my, my, my tax paper. Because what I told him was, when my tax return come, and man, that's where we were. When my tax return come, I got you. I'm going to pay you. I'm going to pay you. Right? And he said, well, you're going to have to show me all your tax papers. And I said, I'm not doing it. Take me to court. Do whatever you want to do. I told you I'm going to give you your money. And I... And I, and I, and I I said some other things along the lines of, you think this is easy for me, you know? I'm moving my family out of this situation. I'm getting out your property like you asked me to. Now, I'm telling you, I'm going to pay your money. And uh, I guess when I did that, he didn't demand that no more. When Antoine graduated from uh, high school, he graduated. Now, this man, he had some money. This house that we was renting from him was the house, the, the, the rent that they was, the money they was getting on the rent for the house was just paying for the, the granddaughter's college. So the house, this was her house, and all the rent money was just going towards her college fund. Yeah. So the girl graduated with my son <laughs> in high school, and they asked me to come to the, what's that called? Bachelor, yeah, the, the, pre, the, the service for the graduation, <laughs> and, and do the prayer, do the prayer. So I went to that, and I did the prayer. But while I was in there, I was on the, I was on the, the stage, in the chairs, and I see this man come in, <laughs> and he was looking, and I saw him sitting there looking like, is that the lemon key? You know, that's what he was looking like. I mean, because we had come a long way from that time, you know, and I'm sitting up there, I got my suit on, I'm, you know, <laughs> and uh, I got up and said the prayer. He was looking like he saw a ghost. 
he looked like he saw a ghost. I'm just trying to tell you because uh, it blessed me, man, to see, you know, that, that people was looking like, man, that man had come a long way. You know what I'm saying? I noticed what he was looking at. But it was, it was it's God's faithfulness. But I had to stand up to that. Sometimes, you know, you got to stand your ground even in the midst of, you know, you could be wrong and still do right. You know what I'm saying? You can be wrong and still do right. Once you, once you, I mean, I owed the man money. I told him I was going to pay him his money. But I'm going to do what's right. And I'm not going to let somebody push me around. You see what I'm saying? In the midst of that. I'm not going to be his, 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 you going to make me jump high, high. I'm gonna, I, ain't, I ain't going to do all that. You see what I'm saying? I stood my ground as the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, but I did the right thing. Amen. Hallelujah. So what I tell you, I go 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Verse 3 says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. It's huge now. But listen to this word, war. What's war, man? (laughs) He didn't say we don't have war. He said you ain't warring against the flesh. (laughs) Right? So there is some conflict. When I think of war, you know, you've seen movies. Some of y'all have been in the military. You understand war is conflict. They even call it conflict in the military. They don't call it war. They call it conflict. There's a conflict over in, 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 this, te- in this place. And the conflict goes, right? And there are times, y'all know there's times when the military just goes somewhere to confront a situation? We might not be trying to fight. We're just going to confront them and let them know, uh, there's line in here that says you can't bring the ship this far. So you come any further, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> for the weapons. What you need weapons for? <laughs> the weapons of our warfare are not, car- are not carnal or fleshly, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. We'll stop right there on that verse. Weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Now, since I mentioned this, go to 1 Timothy. Y'all champions? All right. I told y'all, championship team, uh, they get down sometimes. You know, sometimes them Golden State Warriors would be down. Third quarter. Watch out, third quarter. Here they come. Here they come. They down at halftime, but watch out that third quarter. Here they come. They got together at halftime and said, look, guy, this ain't us. (laughs) This ain't us. And they did. They just can't. This is what we do. We win. You know, that's how they done. Now, I ain't a fan, you know. I'm glad they lost this year. <laughs> I like Kawhi, man. Kawhi's the man. Kawhi's the man. <laughs> All right, let me move on. Second Timothy. I see I done said the wrong thing. Lord, I hope they invite me back to come and visit sometime. <laughs> I want my bingo stuff yesterday. I said something about, about the Warriors today. Lord, Jesus. <laughs> Second Timothy chapter 1. But listen, golly. Second <laughs> Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. A very popular scripture. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. The spirit of fear in the Greek is timidity. God has not given us a timid spirit. Let me show y'all. How, let me tell you how the God, God showed this to me. The athlete 
uh, has a, a bad, let's say, ankle sprain, a bad ankle sprain. Bad, uh, let's broke, they broke the ankle. Basketball player. He went up, landed wrong. Okay, went through rehab, full, full rehab, however many months it took. Doctor said you, you are ready to go. You 100%. Y'all know the first time he get back on the court? He gonna be a little hesitant to take that first, I'm not talking about just go for a lap, I'm talking about that first full, like, you know, to get to put full, he gonna doctor it a little bit. Until his confidence level comes back up that I'm, that I'm back to, you know what I'm saying? Even though, the, the, even though medically it's 100%. In his soul he might be playing 75%. Because he's timid, he doesn't wanna experience the pain that he experienced last time when he stepped out and did that. And so that's what God was showing me because, like I said, God's teaching us why we, why we going through all that. God's teaching us giving and so on and stuff like that. And we got into it sometimes. I, you know, she, she, she was a little easier about it. We want to sow into We need to sow big into this. I'm like, look. You know what I'm saying? We, because what I was going through is we did that before. You see what I'm saying? And unless God speaks to me and tells me, listen to what I'm saying? Listen what he said. Unless God speaks to me and tells me to sow a seed right there, I'm just going to, he, he already told us to give this percentage and this percentage. We doing that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I ain't, I'm not going to step out like that again. You see what I'm saying? Because I got hurt last time. I, I don't want to experience that pain again. So God is not giving us the spirit of timidity. but of power, love, and of a sound mind. So timid, the whole premise of timid is, is, is something intimidates you. You ever heard of you know, intimidation? So I, I played football and I like sports. And when we used to come, our, our field was in the valley. And so you had to walk, like it was like a quarter of a mile down this hill, and then you come through the clearing of the trees, and then you see the stands and everything like that. So we used to come down this hill, and you'd be already down there on the way down. You know, on the way down. Because you want the team that's already down there warming up, you want them to hear you coming. And our coach never let us watch the other team when we was warming up. They'd be over there doing all that, you know, doing all that, you know. He never let us... We practicing over here, don't pay them no attention, you know? Because all that is is intimidation. And basketball, they get together, oh! Y'all know what I'm talking about? And it's all designed in warm-ups. They not gonna dunk in the game. Some of them guys ain't gonna even get in the game. But if they can dunk during warm-ups, they gonna dunk. Because they want the other team to be intimidated. They want them to be intimidated. And so, what intimidation does is it, 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 it causes the other person to, you know, I don't know if I want to mess with these guys. You know what I'm saying? Even though they didn't, got, they didn't really got it, they make you think they got it. Before, before, before you got saved, anybody ever go to a nightclub? Y'all know that big dude that's standing at the door like this? The bouncer, tiny. <laughs> Y'all know he's not really there. The, the owner doesn't really want him to have to throw somebody out. 
but they hope that the very presence of you seeing him there, if you was thinking about doing something, that it would intimidate you not to do it. The same reason why at events they have security. They have police. Sometimes they call a guard in or whatever. The hope is that if somebody had an idea about doing something, the fact that they see that uniform will intimidate them enough to make them change their mind. And so what the devil tries to do is he tries to present a situation in your life and talk loud enough and talk big enough and bad enough. You know what's going to happen to you. <laughs> you know what's going to happen to you if you step out like that again. And so you say, oh, well, I won't do it. I won't do that. I won't do that. Go to uh, uh, First Peter. Chapter 5. Y'all know that's what Goliath did to what Goliath did to the whole army? He was big. You know, loud. I mean, he put on a he put he made a scene that made everybody in that army scared to come down there and face him. Is there no one here? You know, and here come little David, little David. Little harp, harp playing David. <laughs> but his whole thing was, his whole thing was, God's with us. Who this dude got with him? It's more be, be with us than be with them, right? So that was, that's David came, you come to me with a sword and a spear, but I come to you in the name of the Lord. You know what I'm saying? I got this backing me up. See what I'm saying? I got God backing me up. I got the Holy Ghost helping me. You see what I'm saying? So I'm not going to let the situation or how loud and how big it seems intimidate me from, from, from moving forward. And you know David took care of business. But here in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, another real popular verse, says be, be sober. Be vigilant because your adversary. Now, the first time I heard that word was in the Tupac song. <laughs> I'm just telling you. No, I learned a whole lot in rap music growing up. I, was, I, was, I, was, I, I used to buy three CDs every, every week when I got paid. I had a pretty nice job in high school. And I used to buy my boys clothes and stuff like that. And that's how good my job was in high school. But every week when I got paid, I bought three CDs. If it wasn't something brand new that came out, I'll buy something old that I didn't have yet. So, uh, so I learned all kind of stuff. You know, what's your name? What's your sign? As soon as he buy that wine, I just creep up from behind. You know, <laughs> ask him what your interests are. Who you be with? What's gonna make you smile? What number to dial? You gonna be here for a while? Huh? No, listen, because this is what I, now I'm gonna try. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go on the quick bunny. When people don't have a good father figure in their home, they got to look to something or somebody. Something or somebody. And for a lot of young men and women now, because they got these vile women rappers and stuff now. Lil' Kim was the first one that I remember, but there's all kinds of them now. A whole slew of them. Yeah, Lil' Kim and Foxy Brown. Was, but now it's a whole slew of them. I ain't gonna go there. I ain't gonna go there. I was gonna go. I ain't gonna go. But listen. 
No, I ain't gonna. I ain't gonna. I ain't gonna say that. I ain't gonna say what I was gonna say. But, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> it's wisdom. <laughs> but no, but uh, so what a lot of young men and women have to look to is what they see on TV, you know, and that kind of thing. And hey, if I'm looking at whether they in their neighborhood drug dealer and they driving a nice car, whether you see it on TV. And you know they living in a life that's better than what you got, and they they it looks it looks good, it looks flashy. Then people listen, and I'm telling you, I listen to that stuff. I listen to I learned a lot of stuff that messed me up from listening to rappers. Just saying. All right, let's come back. So intimidation is just to try to deter. The enemy's goal is to deter, and uh, through fear to deter you from standing in faith. So it says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, that's how I got there, adversary, <laughs> the devil, but that means you up against him, all right? As a roaring lion walks about seeking whom he may devour. You know the Bible doesn't say he's going to bite you. It doesn't say he, he was tough. But that's how he goes around. Bullying. Bullying. He tries to be a big bully. You know, bullies don't really want no smoke. Y'all know that, right? They don't really want. They don't really want. They don't really want to fight. They want somebody they can push around. So that's why it says he goes around seeking who he can devour. <laughs> he he can't he can't just push you around. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. You see what I'm saying? He can't just push situations around on you. But it's what you receive. You know, so you can get to the point to where a little cough. <coughs> You know, and if you are in a place, in, in, a, in a certain place, I don't receive that in Jesus' name. Get out of here in Jesus' name. By Jesus, stripe something here. Name of Jesus. Swallow good, strong. That's God. I ain't going to receive that. But the devil might say, well, you know, you, know, you, know, you got bronchitis. No, I don't receive that in Jesus' name. Well, strep throat. You know, I ain't you know. But he'll keep going down the list until you receive it. Because you know, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. But what does James chapter 4 verse 7 say? Put that on the screen. Submit yourselves to God. Resist the devil and what? He'll flee. Because he don't really want, he don't really want. He'll leave when the, the point you stand your ground. All right. Let me show y'all, where were we? First, okay, verse 9 says, whom resist, steadfast in the faith. That verse said in James 4, 7, submit to God, resist the devil, and he'll flee. Can I show you something about this word resist in the Bible? In the Greek, it's Greek 4, 3, 6. We got that back there? Thank you. Anthistomy, to stand against, to oppose, to resist, withstand. Comes from it's a compound word, comes from 473, anti, which means to oppose or against, we know antichrist, right? And 2476, histamine, to stand. Now listen, I don't know if y'all ever battled with allergies. 
Yeah, I did too. It was back when I was a kid, it was horrible. But what there's there's Benadryl and Claritin and whatever these things they give you, a lot of them are what they call antihistamines. Antihistamines. And what a histamine is, is it's, it's, it's a protection that's naturally in your body that when something is in your body that's not supposed to be there, these things attack it and get it out of the way, right? Uh, it's, a histamine is what causes, if you get, if you get stung by a mosquito, uh, do, do mosquitoes bite or sting? They, they bite, okay. You get bit by a mosquito and your body recognizes that. It's not really the poison that in the bite that's causing you to itch. It's the histamine that's going to, to, to that's causing the, that causes the bump and causes the itch because it's fighting that, that poison out, right? But what, what happens with allergies is something that's, that's not a harm to you. The little pollen flying around, the little dog hair, whatever. It's not going to hurt you, but your body thinks it is. And so it says, your eyes need the water right now. Don't let that come in your eyes. Sneeze. Get it out the way. You know, you need to inflame. inflame get, get, you know. So you, your body is battling in confusion. That's what, that's what histamines do. So you take this pill called an antihistamine, which tells your histamines, chill out. It's all right. It's not going to bother you. Right? So God has given us a spiritual antihistamine. <laughs> Do y'all hear what I'm saying? That goes to the situation and says, chill out. <laughs> chill out. Chill out. It ain't happening. It says antihistamine in the faith. The devil. You got the, he he going to go around roaring like a lion, but stand, resist him in the faith. It's the same word that's there in James 4, 7. Same word here in Ephesians chapter 6. Let's go look at it real quick. Y'all know what happened with them spies in Numbers? How uh, they went in and, and, and uh, went to the, to, into the land and spied it out. Yeah. And uh, they saw the folk that was in there. Yeah. Listen, they was doing what they was asked to do. Moses asked them, go in there, check it out. See what kind of people live in there. See what the land is like. See what it, see what it is. And they came back with that report. But then they said, and we are not able. Right. We're not able. They were intimidated. And Caleb said, no, let's go up at once. Let's go now. Come on. Now, y'all play sports. You know you always got that one. You, you got people in, the, in your locker room who can see that fear trying to come in your eyes. And they'll come up to you, and they, and they, will, they will say, no, nah, man, come on, man. We got this. Let's do it. Let's do it. Play One play at a time. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. Because you can see it trying to come on your teammates sometimes. You know, you got you to gotta shake them out of that. And that's what Caleb was trying to do to them other spies, but they wasn't going to receive it. No, we grasshoppers, man. We ain't going to be able to take that. But you know, Caleb was stubborn. Because all them years passed, and he said, no, that's the mountain God told me he was going to give me. And they're like, man, you, you, you're a little bit older, man. You can go settle somewhere else. He said, no, give me my mountain. I want my mountain. And he still had to go up there and fight for it after all that time. So the time didn't stop the fight. The fight's going to come. Listen, the fight is going to be there. But God is going to fight with you. So don't, don't run from the fight. 
use your faith and, and be headstrong in your faith, you, your forehead has to be harder. You got to set your face like a flint, not look to the left or the right, and go after what God has, 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 has promised you. Now, not every time. When you, sometimes some things just, just, just happen just the way you wanted it to. But I'm just telling you, there's going to be times in your faith walk where you're going you're gonna to have a little resistance. And then you got to resist the resistance. You got to trouble your trouble. So where do I say? Ephesians chapter 6. We read part of this. But in ver uh, uh, verse 13, it says, Take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand antihistamine in the evil day, and having done all, to histamine, to stand. So you got to withstand so you can stand. You got to resist so that you can stand. Same, same word. It's, it, you, it, I, I, it'd be good to go and look that up. It's Greek 4.36. And read some of the verses that, 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 that's used in. All right. So let's get over into Daniel chapter 3. And we're going to... Let me, let me read something for y'all. I looked up an article. I showed it to my wife this morning. On the computer. <laughs> the article was called How to Overcome Bullying in Four Steps. Just a Google search, How to Overcome a Bully in Four Steps. Listen to this. Number one, identify the cause. Why does this person dislike you? Is it your looks, your hobbies, or interests? You need to identify why the bully is doing this. Why is the devil messing with you? What, is he, what, what about you? Is he, why, why he, you were a threat to him? Is he afraid of something good happening in your life? Why? You got a big mouth? I mean, what? you got to identify, why is the devil messing with you? If you was this passive Christian that wasn't doing any damage, wasn't a threat, didn't have gifts in you that was, God was going to use to advance his kingdom, didn't have a purpose and plan for your life that was going to hurt him, he wouldn't mess with you. But because you're a threat. You know, it's, it's, it's election time coming up. There's going to be a lot of ads on TV of this person attacking that person. If I didn't think this other candidate was a threat, I wouldn't mess with him. But once I see, oh, man, he got some people that's, I need to put something out there to make people think they shouldn't vote for him. You see what I'm saying? That's how, that's how they do. It's when you're a threat. So you got to identify the cause of this. Why is the, why is the devil even trying to resist you? Why is he trying to stop you? Then it says, tell someone. Number two, it's important. You need to tell someone who will help you. This can include a parent, a friend, a teacher, or a guidance counselor. It's important to tell someone. It's important for you to tell someone. Could be your parent, your friend. Now you know we got a friend that's stick closer to a brother. Your teacher, your counselor, your advocate. Your standby, your intercessor, tell somebody if you don't know. I'm trying to tell you. Then number three, stand up for your rights. This is straight out the, stand up for your rights. 
once you've identified the cause and, and told someone the situation, you need to stand up to the bully. Tell them in a confident tone, shoulders back, that you like yourself for who you are, and nobody can take that away from you, and look them in the eye. So put, did y'all get that definition for, uh, for confront? Stand face to face in full view. To face, to stand in front of, to stand in direct opposition to oppose. And this is just, I'm not, this is not the gospel. This is just an article that I found online. But look, it said, stand in the face of that bully confidently. Confidently. You know faith causes you to have confidence. You got to stand confident because, look, you can't, you can't halfway believe that God's going to help you. Either you believe it or you don't. Because if you don't, you're still just hoping that he will. But once, once faith becomes the substance of things hoped for, it becomes evidence of things not seen. It's substance. It's real. See what I'm saying? And it's not just you hoping that the good things are going to happen. It's confidence that it's going to happen just the way that God said it was going to happen. So once you've identified the cause and told someone about the situation, you need to stand up to the bully, tell them in a confident tone, shoulders back, that you like yourself for who you are, and that nobody can take that away from you and look them in the eye. And number four was ignore them. <laughs> After you completed the first few steps, you need to ignore the bully altogether. Ain't nobody paying no attention. Man. You, know what I'm you know what I'm saying? Shut up, though. Ain't nobody paying no, no mind. Because you know better. You know what I mean? But I thought that was interesting. Nothing else. Straight out of the article online. <laughs> Uh, we're going to uh, Daniel chapter 3. And we'll wrap up here in Daniel. I heard Kirkman preach another day. He said that helps people out when you tell them, we're going to close here. <laughs> <laughs> and that I, it was Ivy League night, wasn't it? <laughs> Him and Sister Barbara. <clears throat> Daniel chapter 3. All right, so this is the story of uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. This actually was part of the lesson that you, that you talked the other day to the kids. And by the way, it was a, man, I, I had a great time. It, it challenged us uh, of what we're doing with our children and youth back home, what we can do, you know, and just see the level of excellence and everything that that operated in to reach out to the community like that. It was just a pleasure to be a part of it, to uh, you know, be ministered to as well as help minister to the kids. It was just a great time. So thank you guys for inviting us to be a part of that. I really, really appreciate that. Uh, <clears throat> but let's pick it up in verse 10. <clears throat> they said, you, O king, has made a decree that every man that shall hear the sound of the cornet, the flute, the harp, sackbut, psaltery, and dulcimer, all kinds of music, that they shall fall down and worship the golden image. And whoever falls not down and worships that, he should be cast down into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. And there's certain Jews who, when you set over the affairs of the province in Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, these men, O king, have not regarded you. They serve not your gods, nor worship the golden image which you have set up. Why are they hating? You know what I'm saying? Why 
See, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Like I said, sometimes it is people. It might be a situation on your job. Why you, why you, why you trying to block me? You know, he, you know, you know, so-and-so uh, did this, did it. What, 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 when a promotion comes, it's going to be mine anyway. I don't know what you, what you, what you threatening about. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? But people will try to stop you from, from moving forward. But th these guys, they, they didn't like these guys. Anyway, it says, uh, then Nebuchadnezzar, in his rage and fury, commanded to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spake and said to them, is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, uh, that, that don't you serve my gods nor worship the golden image which I've set up? Now, I'm going to give you another chance. If you're ready. I always, like I said, I, it's, for us, it's finance, financial situations. I don't know if you ever had a bill collector call you. You know, bill collectors don't have customer service. That's not part of their job. It's not part of their job. Customer See, I worked in a call center before. We would talk customer service, you know. That's not, that's not part of the bill collector. <laughs> and uh, they'll call you and, uh, you know, they say, when you supposed to do this and then why you ain't doing this? Don't you know you're, and you don't, well, anything you say, they're going, you supposed to be a man? How you going to try, you, don't you got kids? You supposed to be a man? I had one tell me, you supposed to be a man? You call yourself a man and you ain't going to take care of your responsibilities? And in the end, they're going to always say this, now we're going to give you another chance. You know, after they done said all this to try to tear you down, you know, then they're going to say, now we can fix this now. All you got to do is when we play the music again, when we play the music again, just bow down. That's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. All you got to do is surrender to us. You see what I'm saying? And I, 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 pray, I pray that whatever, whatever uh, giant, Whatever situation you facing, that you understand that these these same things happen in every arena, every arena of life. It for you, it might just be the vision that God has given you for your life, for your business, for your ministry, for whatever. And there's there's things that saying it ain't never happening. It's not gonna happen for you. Why not? There's something naturally you might be able to see. Something that you have that, that, that's, going, that's hindering it. Something you don't have that's hindering it. Some, any situation or your age or whatever that's, that's, that's causing the enemy to, to try to stop you because he knows. Why is, why is he trying to mess with me? Because he knows when you step into that place, you're taking some ground that he didn't ever want to lose. Praise God. So they, he, he, he got mad and he said, listen, uh, I'm going to give you all another chance. He said to them, uh, don't you serve my gods and don't worship the golden image which I set up. Now, if you're ready, when we play the music again, you fall down and worship the image which I've made. Uh, but if you worship not, you shall be cast the same hour to the midst of the burning fiery furnace. 
And who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? Now, oh. Now, I done had him tell me this, too. You supposed to be a Christian? You supposed to be a Christian? And you, and you, ain't, you ain't taking care of this? Oh, man. I thought you said you was a Christian. Man. <laughs> you know, that'll try, to get, that'll try to hit you now. That'll try to hit you now. Y'all probably have family members say something like that to you over whatever situation. You ain't doing something the way they think you should do it. You know? Yeah, where, where, where God at? Mm. This is what, this is, this, see, he was trying to bully Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego into, this, into doing what he wanted them to do. And it was contrary to what God wanted them to do. Man, listen. Y'all, y'all, y'all understand that uh, you ain't going to go to hell for being in debt. You know that? You ain't going to go into hell for getting in more debt. You can get, get as much debt as you want to, and you won't go to hell for that. But you ain't going to experience the fullness of what God has for you. And I'm saying that to say because I know financially pressure will try to cause you to surrender to it rather than standing. In a, it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable to sometimes stand. We, we made a decision. We used to get, go to the Salvation Army and get these boxes. Uh, well, there was times we was on food stamps, but when we got our food stamps, we used to go to Salvation Army and get these boxes of food, you know. And grateful for them, there was a blessing. But we had to come to a point where we said, we ain't doing that no more. I mean, if we're going to go, we, we can't keep going back because... What it did is that comfort of that moment, now we got some food in the house, it, it stopped our pressure of moving forward. Because we had that moment of comfort. You see what I'm saying? So we made a decision. If we're going to go forward further, we had to stop taking those boxes. And when we did, there were some times where we had to make up something to eat. Until we, until we got, I'm saying we had to make up something to eat. <laughs> You ain't gonna go, no cookbook is gonna have this recipe in it. Them boys, they don't, these boys have so they, them dense waffles. Because you know, all, you got, all you got is flour and, and dense, fl- dip, dense waffles. I mean, the thing, you chew on them for 20 minutes. You get, they know what I'm talking But if you got a little sugar, you know, put it in there. But people, so, listen. But some people don't want to go through that moment. You see what I'm saying? That moment. But in the end, you said that season, but in the end. But I'm just, what I'm saying is, that's confronting. I'm going to tell you, they, they, the boys probably remember this more than any, any of these things I'm saying. Abundant burgers. They, they, like them, they still ask for abundant burgers. That was one time where we didn't have, we, we have very much going on. And Lack was just trying to tell us we can't do this, we can't do this. And it was kind of like, you know what? You can't tell me what I'm going to do. So we went to the store, and we bought, a, I mean, big rolls of ground beef. And made, yeah, the, and, and, and made the biggest hamburgers. I mean, they was little then. Each person had a, a, a pound, easy. And we called them Abundant Burgers. Because Lack's not going to tell us what we could. We made these burgers. Nobody could finish the burger. 
But that lack was trying to tell us we couldn't have this and we couldn't this and we wasn't going to have nothing. We're going to have the biggest burgers you can. And that, listen, I'm not telling you to do that. I'm just saying we had to do that at that moment to attack the lack that was trying to tell us. We, you see what I'm saying? We had to confront that thing because it was trying to tell us, well, you can spend $15 at the grocery store. And then now we're going to go to the grocery store and spend it all on this one meal because God supplies all our needs. <laughs> And we had abundant burgers. And every now and then they still say, man, can we get some abundant burgers? <laughs> they like them things, boy. <laughs> Who was there selling Monster Burger? Ain't got nothing on it. They ain't got nothing on it. Yeah. That really happened. We reference. Let's go to verse 16. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered, just like Jesus answered that victory, and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we're not careful to answer you in this matter. If it be so, if, you go, if, you, if that's what you do, God's going to be able, the God that we serve is going to be able to deliver us from the burning fire furnace, and he'll deliver us out of the, your hand, O king. But if not, now listen, many translations will say, if God doesn't deliver us, that's not what he was saying. He's saying, if you play the music, we ain't bound. If you don't play the music, we still ain't bound. We ain't bound. We're not, we not doing it. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fire. Friends, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But if not, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your God, nor worship the golden image which you have set up. I gave the media this verse, verse 18 in the Good News translation, I believe it is. Put that up for me. But even if he doesn't, that's, they're talking about God, that's not, the right, that's not right. But this part right here. Your majesty, you may be, may be sure that we will not worship your God and we will not bow down. I like that. We will not bow down. Look at somebody and say, I'm not going to bow down to the gold statue that you have set up. You got to get stubborn and say, I'm not going to bow down. You got to be headstrong. You got to get stubborn. When you, take it, when you make your stand of faith on the word of God, and you got scripture for it, Multiple scriptures for it. You know it's the truth. There's going to be some times when there's going to be people. There's going to be some times where there's going to be situations that there's going to try to tell you that's not right. That's not the direction you should go in. And you got to stand your ground. You got to resist that devil. You got to speak to it. You got to stand up for your rights. You got to be stubborn about it. If there's people around you that's telling you, I mean, people in your circle that's telling you that that's not right, that you shouldn't believe like that, holler at you. Not everybody's going to go where you're going. And I'm not saying that you don't ever have any interaction with them. Your interaction changes with them. Y'all know Jesus did it all the time. He, he was rolling with the mob. He said, all right, y'all right here, 70, come on. And you get up here, all right, just 12, come on. And get up here and say, all right, just you two right here, come on. All right, y'all two stay right here. Just, I'm, going up, I'm going up here. 
And so you got to do that sometimes. You know, not everybody's going to go where you're going. But if it, you got to be stubborn. You got to be so set on it that I'm talking about, I'm, I, listen, I'm talking about situations that, that have been trying to run your life. Lack was trying to run our lives, man. And we knew it was wrong. And we was coming to a church. Every time we came in, we was hearing that it was wrong. Every time we was coming in, we was hearing that it wasn't God's will. But we, it, we, we felt powerless to, to do anything about it. And until you set your face like, you know what? This is ending for my life. No further, no longer, no more. And you get headstrong about it. You get headstrong about it. Stubborn about it. That's when it starts happening. Did that help y'all? Yeah. Amen. That's what I got for y'all today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Praise God. The testimony is so strong. You know, um, Gloria Copeland calls it bulldog faith. That's what it's stubborn. When a bulldog clamps down on you, <laughs> or a bone, or whatever he's going to clamp down on, he ain't letting anything go. He locks his jaw. And it would, you'd have to shoot him to get him to let go of, of what he's clamped down on. And that's what that stubborn faith is. Uh, something, something Pastor Eric said in, his, in, his, in the beginning that you have to get. He said, even when there's doubt in your mind, sometimes we, we, we confuse the mind and the heart. But the mind is, you know, that's part of your soul. Your mind, will, and emotions. You can have all kind of doubt in your mind. Yesterday, I stood in faith. It's not going to rain today. But in my mind, dog, oh, look at them clouds. I'm just telling you. But I, when, I, when I felt that, I was, I was right here in my office. I went right back outside, opened my door, and I spoke to them to that, to again. Well, I thought you was in faith. Yeah, in faith, you got to go back to it. I spoke to it again. And that's the way faith operates. You can, have, you can believe in your heart and still have the doubt in your mind. Don't let the doubt in your mind make you think that you're not in faith in your heart. Your faith in your heart is based on what the Word of God says. I know what God's Word says, and I'm going to stand on that. And as he said, it doesn't matter if it's finances. It doesn't matter if it's healing. It doesn't matter if it's for your children, for your marriage, uh, no matter what it is, or for your ministry, whatever it is, if you have faith and do not doubt in your heart, you believe that those things you say will come to pass, you shall have whatsoever you say. When Jesus said have faith in God, we know it. Y'all been taught it. It's the God kind of faith. That's why he took us over to Romans 4, 17 and showed us that. It's a God kind of faith. He calls things to be not as though they were. And that's how we operate. That's how we get things done in the kingdom of God. Glory to God. Did y'all uh, receive that message today? Man, man, man.
Pastor Eric, that's, that was such clear teaching. 